Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Right, man. How's it going? It's pretty good, man. Just got back off vacation, and I want to talk about that in a minute, but first, like I've been waiting. You know, we didn't have a show last week, but I've been waiting uh, to announce something that we've been working on. Yeah, a big announcement. Let's go for it. Been working on it the last couple months, you know, uh, back in... In uh, in the spring of this year, you know, I Angel and I decided to start the the nonprofit uh, Pew Ministries, and we kind of looked at some things, and we had some money come in that God blessed us with through some different channels of donations and things like that, and we started on a project with uh, a Catholic marketing company and a firm that we've been using, and so this week a lot of that is coming to fruition. So this Thursday, the big announcement is that our new website. Is going to be launched. Uh, it's it's a really really good website. I'm proud of the work that these guys have done, and uh, I think it really just captures the essence of what we've been trying to do here for the last few years with just a guy on the pew. Mm-hmm. And um, there's going to be a portion of it for Pew Ministries as well. But there's also going to be some cool things like you'll be able to go on there and and find every episode we've ever done on the podcast and be able to play it right there from that spot. You can go to any of your podcast platforms from there that you like to use and can listen to those episodes from there. It's going to keep up with all the um, all the uh, view from the pew reflections, minute from the pews we've been doing over the years. Uh, all that stuff's going to be there. But there's also a place to be able to if you, if you're interested in having me out to Paris or something, you can you can book that very easily now through there. But also, uh, the biggest thing that I'm I'm really excited about is is the new donation platform we have. It's called Patreon. Um, A lot of people may be familiar with it. Podcasters and a lot of artists and stuff use it. Um, One of the great things about it is when you donate that way, and you can choose to do through all kind of different levels, whether it's five bucks or or you know 250 bucks a month, whatever it is that you want to give, you can do. And you you not only just give money, you get great stuff. Like they've we've come out with some things like metal koozies, put your soft drink or your beer in with just a guy in the pew logo on it. A, a stoneware mug that's just you know cast out of these clay and fired individually and has the logo on it. Uh, Columbia fishing shirts with the logo, hats, just all this cool stuff that you get when you donate. But also you're going to get exclusive content. So some of the things I'm going to be doing is producing some other things outside of the podcast. Um, we'll, we'll have some extra episodes that we'll put in there just for patrons, but uh, we're also going to be doing some things like um, starting a, a view from the pew, which is those are the reflections we've been doing. But I, I want to turn that into an interview style show where I'll be interviewing some of the you know best presenters and speakers in the church, and those a lot of those things will be exclusive only to to patrons. So there's going to be a lot of great stuff if you choose to donate. But I'm excited to just launch all this. Well, we've been working on it for months, and and so this they told me this is the week, and you know was on vacation last week and helped nail down a few final things. But just really proud and 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 just really feel very grateful for what the Lord has allowed um, to happen with yeah. all of this. And and Angel and I are just both excited, and and I know you are too as being a part of this and. We just want to see where the Lord wants to take it with the next step. So yeah. all that's going to go live Thursday. Um, you'll be able to find it on the Facebook page, on Instagram, YouTube. They're going to be taking over all that stuff. And so it just it, it's really going to uh, get everything in one place and sort of concise that the same message is going out everywhere. And 
just really excited to see what the Lord does with it. Well, there'll be like some way to sign up for alerts, anything that do come yeah, on. Yeah, like, so once you go to the page, yeah. you can sign up for, so anytime anything comes out, whether it's a, a new video, uh, you know, you've, you've got, uh, you'll be alerted, a new podcast, mm-hmm. any of that through the website. Also, too, um, we're going to have some different things on there about um, just for, like I said, for patron, uh, patrons only. But there's going to be some just informational things. We're going to give a, uh, for instance, when you sign up and give your email address, you're going to get a free ebook. That's going to be the 12 things every guy in the pew should know. That's taken, um, you know, from some of our podcasts is going to put together in this ebook. You know, that people could download when they give their email address, and they're going to be able to have this 12 step process for the things you need to know in your life to follow Christ more closely. So, just a lot of exciting things. Didn't want to take up a lot of time here, but mm-hmm. I just I couldn't wait any longer to share it. That's good stuff, um, man. Yeah. So it'll be out Thursday, and folks, if you'll just go and check all that out, and you know, if we've if you've ever been. Uh, inspired or, or we've helped in any way uh, i hope you'll consider donating so we can continue to do these things and i know we want to add like i said the view from the pew show we want to add video to this podcast which i mean camera equipment and all those things are expensive that we're going to have to raise money for that uh, also deacon jeff and i are, are going to do a show called the messy catholic through pew ministries uh, and that's going to take some money to get the things that we need to do for that so um you know any any way that anybody could could support if you want to uh, you know, we'd be glad to have you and you'll get some cool stuff, not only exclusive content, but some cool, you know, I guess you could call it swag or whatever you want along the way that, uh, where it's labeled, you know, like the brand of just got in the pew. So, uh, anyway, now that all that's over with, uh, I want to get on to just this, this week's show. And, uh, you know, last week we didn't have a show. I went on vacation. Um, it was something my family and I didn't think we were going to be able to do. You know, when you're in ministry, there's not always money lying around to do things you want to. And everything we looked at was really expensive. Um, and so out of the blue, one of our good friends uh, just said, hey, I've got a timeshare week that I'm not using and you guys are welcome to it. And the Lord blessed us with that. It was just amazing. We got to go to the Appalachian Mountains, to the Smoky Mountains in East Tennessee and spent the week up there at this nice place. And the kids got to play in the pools and you know, and we saw bears and, and went to Dollywood and did these things that was just really kind of neat that came with the resort. And um, on the way up there, like if anybody's been, you know, ever been on that side of Tennessee, when you start to get out in the farms in the country, uh, for whatever reason in that part of the state, you start to see a lot of signs like these billboards or crosses everywhere. And, you know, Jesus saves or Jesus is Lord or do you know Jesus? And one of them I passed on the way up there said, um, what what is jesus to you and i saw it and i kind of you know smirked a little bit and smiled a little bit and thought man that's a cool sign Mm -hmm. didn't think anything else about it you know just drove the rest of the three hours to the mountains and got in there and started doing all you know the the vacation stuff and i had promised to angela and my kids and and to myself and to god like this week i was going to take to set everything aside like to put my phone down to ignore the emails from the vcc or any of the ministry stuff or the launching of this stuff and and just be present to my wife and my kids and, and be the father and the husband that I want to be. And it's been a couple of years last year. We all had a great vacation together, but this was the first time in a long time. It had been just yeah. my family and I. So as I'm, as we're doing these various things, you know, throughout the week, I'm just sitting back watching the smiles on my kids' faces and my wife's face and just how much I'm enjoying this time with them, this uninterrupted time. And there was, I think a day in, in particular, I was over in the hot tub and this, 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 uh, timeshare place that that the guy gave us and it had an indoor water park so in that park there was like some you know tube slides one you could go down yourself and another one on a tube 
and you could go down on a double tube. And so Angela was going down in those double tubes with the kids. And I was just sitting over there not far from the pool where they landed and came out of the slides. And they would come flying out of there and the smiles on their face would just, it made me tear up. It mm-hmm. made me cry just to see how happy my family was, not because of where we were, or, but it, it made me realize and, and think about that sign, the sign I saw that, what is Jesus to you? And I just, Victor sitting there in that hot tub looking over at these, at this scene and seeing the joy on my kids' faces. And it made me remember that there was a time in my life where I was very close to not being anywhere near this, you know, that almost blew everything in my life. Whether, you know, I I could have caused my own life to end by, by the choices I made, but, but to lose my family and my wife and my kids. And so when I looked at that, that sign popped in my head, I'm getting a little emotional right now thinking about it, but I just, I said out loud and there were people in the hot tub that you know were just sitting there across from me and i said everything mm-hmm. and i just remember they looked over and they're like what what is who's he talking to but i just answered out loud like jesus right. is everything to me and he's given everything to me i mean it, it just you know i found my answer to that question by looking at my family mm-hmm. and and like everything i have i owe to him everything i am you know he, he gave it all for me as he did for you and for everybody else he gave everything he had on the cross and there was a time in my life where I turned away from him, you know, for a very long time, for 10 years of my life, and was the poorest excuse for a human being you could possibly be. And yet Jesus came to me again in, in, in rock bottom and, and extended his hand, and he gave everything to me again. And what I mean is like through my family and these this opportunity, this, I was just overwhelmed with, with just emotions at, at how lucky I was to be in the position I was in. And I owe it all to him. And so like the the very opportunity to be there with my family, a family that's healed from all of that, something that at the time seemed like would never happen. I know that was him. I know it was his intervention and it was, it was his guiding and loving and protective arms around us. And so, you know, to have a family who loves me like that when they had every excuse not to, mm-hmm. I, I know it was just influenced by, by our Lord and, and by the wonderful things and the amazing things he can do when we allow him to be everything in our life. So that's what I want to talk about today. Like what is what does it mean for Jesus to be everything in your life? You know, because a lot of us could say, well Jesus is everything. I go to church, I read the Bible every once in a while. I, I try to pray. I, and we've talked about that a bunch on here, but it, it's really a cop out. Mm-hmm. Like we should be able to tell people should be able to look at you and know by the way you live your life and the person you are and the way you speak and the way you act, the way you interact with people that Jesus is everything in your life, not just something, but everything. Well, the important part of what you're saying too is everything also means there's the indwelling of the Spirit within you. Because, you know, acting and all that stuff, perception can be faked, right? Mm -hmm. But the genuineness, genuineness, sorry, the genuineness of being uh, a person of faith, being enveloped in God's love, it can't be faked. And like you were saying, you can assess and you can see the 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 real of of people's actions, and and they'll let you know. You know, they'll be on like a little side wink, like you know, like they'll 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 want to get credit for it. Mm-hmm. But for those like you're saying, when you're when Jesus is everything, you receive no credit. You don't want credit. You give it to Christ. You give it to others, and and you share that responsibility and that love for others to bring other people to you, saying listen to the good news the gospel yeah and that and and that's the thing like really we should look at it if if we if jesus are everything if we're if we're a true disciple of him then 
you should be able to, like, if you were on trial for being a disciple of, of Jesus, as our friend Jim Marconi often says, like, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Right. Like, would there be enough evidence to say without a doubt that that is a follower of Jesus Christ, that Jesus is everything in their life? So again, like, what does it mean for Jesus to be everything? And I mean, I think you got to start in a place with the verse from Matthew 22, 37, um, you know, and it says, he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest in the first commandment. That's what it means for Jesus to be everything is to love him with everything that you have, like your heart, your soul, your mind, everything with every aspect of your life. You know, just like John the Baptist, you look at him and what is his, one of his famous quotes, he must increase and I must decrease. Like when you start to do that in your life, that's when you realize that Jesus is everything to you, where you put him above yourself, where my own wants and desires surrender to not only to God and to, to, to his son, Jesus, but to my family, to the people around me, where I truly become selfless or, or work my butt off every day to become that way, to start to live that life. Because, I mean, another verse here, John 12, 24, 26 says, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever serves me must follow me. And that's from today's readings. You know, that's the gospel for today. And when I saw that, I thought, man, this perfectly goes with it because what Jesus calls us to when he's everything means that we're dying to ourselves. We're dying to ourselves every day. That's the only way that we're able to ever produce fruit for him. And if he is everything to us, then we should want and desire more than anything in our lives, more than, than, than loving our family, any of that. We should desire to do his will. And so to love Jesus, I mean, for Jesus to be everything, you have to give your life every day to him. It means that he's the reason that you do everything in your life. Everything. That there's not one thing. And a lot of times we want to separate that, right? We want to compartmentalize. Excuse me. I can't speak English. Compartmentalize. Right. Every the every one of these things, right? Well, I, I love Jesus, but I, this thing over here is for me, and this is kind of my thing that I do when I'm not, you know, off doing the Jesus thing, mm-hmm. and this thing over here. But we can't do that. Like Jesus, we we have to like ask Him to unite His will to ours, right? We we have to surrender our life to Him. He can't just be another thing in our life, right? He can't just be something else we do. Right, it can't be like a collector's item. Right, put it on the shelf, saying, "Yeah, no, this is when I went to Bible camp, and I, you know, I got this Bible, and right, I felt real good that day, and then move on for the next." Right. Yeah. Well, he's just another thing in my life, right? right. Like I'm going to work out, I'm going to eat some meals, I'm going to, I'm going to read a book, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do, you know, Jesus will be another thing I do every once in a while. Mm-hmm. That he he like that can't be what he is. I mean, he can't be just another thing. He deserves better than that. He died. I mean, he came to this earth and he and he opened his arms. He was beaten. He was, I mean, just tortured beyond anything, so that we could have life. He gave everything. That's what that means when you look at a crucifix and his arms are stretched out to the point of breaking. You know, where he's having to hold himself up by his own the nails in his feet and in his hands, giving everything for you. And so he demands nothing less. And should we should want to give him nothing less than our everything right. in response to what he's given us. Why do you think we're not as gracious enough to receive that <laughs> gift? I mean, I, I'd say this in honesty towards, towards myself too, because there's times, you know, with, with COVID, you know, we're mass to mass, usually Sunday to Sunday with me because my work, I can't, you know, doesn't allow me to get away from daily sure. mass as I used to. 
and I have to like remind myself that not every day do I have him as everything for me. Um, there's that stress, the desire to kind of like complete the work now to work wise. Um, and the, the thing is too, is like what can make us to be better than what we are? And that's like the going to mass and being and falling on our knees while the, the priest is, you know, blessing the sacrament saying, Lord, forgive me for not putting you first in everything in my life. Well, here's the thing. Like you asked, like what keeps us from that? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is just, um, is, is, if he's not everything, something else is. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's work or maybe it's your booze or your porn or your addictions or whatever else you have going on in your life. But if he's not everything, something else is. That's the thing. Like, he has to be the Lord of every part of your life, uh, your work, your family, your money, the bedroom. Like, there's no part of your life when you call yourself a Christian that he cannot be the Lord over. He has to be the Lord over all of it. But we only want to give so much, right? Like, Lord, I'll give you this, I'll give you that, but I'm keeping this for me. A lot of times it's money for a lot of people, you know, with tithing and those things Mm -hmm. like that. But the Lord has to be the Lord over every part of our life, you know, because whatever you're not giving to Jesus is what's keeping you from him. Yeah. That's, That's the honest to God truth is whatever you're not giving him is what's keeping you from him. And, you know, the world would tell you things like, you know, you can't be you and love Jesus. But I would offer that there's no one that knows exactly more about who you are than Jesus. He just waits for you to let him show you. But so many of us, we get caught up in the other things. Like I can remember being obsessed, like so many men in this country, with with my NFL team, right? Like I lived and died by whatever they did. Something that's never going to matter a hill of beans, right? Or your favorite college team or, or being on the golf course six days a week. Like these things that we give ourselves so freely to, but yet we don't want to give ourselves to Christ in that same way. We're, we're afraid of it. And, and it's this, I, you and I both have heard so many men, and I hear it at conferences and everywhere else, I hear all the time men saying, I'm better when I pray. I'm better when I read the yeah. Bible. I'm better when I go to Mass. And I always ask them, then why don't you do it? Right, well, they know and, it. Well, and they, they, they know what they need to do. But sure. yeah, there's this, this force, whatever you call it, of selfishness mm-hmm. that puts a hand in front of Christ's face saying, hold on for a minute, it's my turn. Yeah. which is so dishonorable for us to do that. But we do that all the time. Well, and usually, I mean, usually you get excuses or a shoulder shrug, yeah. right? Like, I don't yeah. know, or, or well, I'm busy or I'm working or whatever it may be. But what it comes down to is that Jesus just isn't everything to him. And it's an uncomfortable truth, mm-hmm. but it's still the truth. And I know because I've been on both sides of that fence. Like, I, I you know, every one of these episodes, I hope people understand that. Like, I, I don't ever want to come off preachy like I'm trying to say everyone else but me or everyone else but Victor. Like, these episodes, you and I, let's just tell a secret right now. Yeah. 90% of the time, we're preaching to ourselves. Like, this is something that we've struggled with in our lives or we're trying to learn we're and growing, we're trying to yeah, be better at. In our faith as we go. And that's yeah. why we're talking yeah. about it is, one, it's therapeutic to get it out here mm-hmm. and talk about it and figure it out with somebody else, but also to, to, to use our gifts and talents to help others that may be struggling with the same thing. But that's the thing is so many times we're just not honest with ourselves. You know, well, Jesus is important to me. Well, if he is, then you should be able to show that. I mean, even if you were to write it down mm-hmm. and write your day out. Well, I play golf six times a week. Or I watched five NBA basketball games this week that I'm were hunting, four hours apiece. Or every time. Every or I'm hunting. Yeah. yeah. It, okay, well, you had time for that. Yeah. But you didn't have time for Jesus. Well, but Jesus is everything to me. No, he's not. Stop convincing yourself of that. Tell yourself the truth so you can actually allow him to be everything. And that's the thing. He gave, 
the the problem is we we just we think that we're going to lose everything. But like I said before, it, we're not going to lose anything because Jesus, He's going to give you everything, everything you'll ever need. Uh, he gave us everything on that cross, and in return, yeah, He does ask everything of us. But you know what? If we can find the strength and the courage to do it, then we will receive everything we've ever sought and looked for in our lives. Yeah. Like that's what I found this weekend on vacation when I was sitting there watching my family, not concerned with anything else in the world other than their joy and their happiness and being so thankful that God allowed me to experience this in my life again when I, when he could have said, you know what, no, you, you've not been that person. You've not been the son I needed. You hadn't done what I've asked. You, you hated me. You cussed me. You, 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 know, you, you, you swore you'd never follow me again when your mother died. Oh, you're ashamed of me. Right. right. And instead, he looked at me, and he, and he gave me everything again. And he'll do that for each and every one of us. But he has to be everything to us. And the, the, the thing is, he deserves that. Like He deserves nothing less than our respectful yes in everything that we do. You know, and, and we've got to get past this notion of, well, Jesus is just this part of me over here, right? Like he's, yeah. he's my left arm, but the rest of my body's mine or whatever it may be. But we, we have to get past that. We have to be able to say, you know what? No, for me to truly be the person that he calls me to be, he's got to be my everything. He's got to be. I mean, that's why you see Peter be able to turn from the person who, who was angry and, and very, um, uh, abrupt and, and just in your face to somebody who winds up being the first pope. That's why you see Paul be able to go from from the guy who was persecuting and killing Christians and hating Christ oh, and man, everything yeah. he was about to to giving his entire life to the gospel. Right. He was driven by anger. Now he's driven by love. Yeah. Right. And all of these things are because they realized when I try to do everything on my own, when I try to be my person and only have a slice of Christ then I, I'm never going to succeed. I'm never going to be what God, God calls me to be. And as we've said on here multiple times, you're never going to be able to get to heaven that way. You're just not with this sort of Jesus comes in whenever it's easy for me or whenever I want him around or whenever I'm really happy about something I got in my life or or the way something turned out, then I'll, then I'll be a Jesus guy. No, this is the call of Christ to be everything in your life all the time, to die right? To be that grain of wheat that dies so that it can pr produce more fruit. The same way that he gives everything, he expects that from us and he deserves it. And so we have to start as men, we have to start living our lives, not hiding anything from Christ. One, because he already knows everything that's going on in our life. Yeah. You can't hide anything from God. But second of all, because that's the only way that we're truly going to be able to change our life. So many people say, well, I've struggled with this or I've tried this or uh, you know, I keep going to Christ and nothing happens. It's because we don't fully give everything over to him. We go and we give a half-hearted yes, right? Well, I'll give you this much because that's what I'm comfortable giving you. But the call to Christianity was never a call of comfort. You know, we have it on a lot of our stuff that we have, the t-shirts and stuff like that on the website, that the world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. And that's the thing. Jesus, when he went to that cross, it wasn't comfortable. When we have to go and live our lives for him, it's not always going to be comfortable, but at least in the process of it. But once he truly becomes everything, when you've surrendered, when you've asked to unite your will to him, when you're given your life to him every day from the start, then you're going to find that true peace and that joy that we all long for. The thing, you can become someone you truly enjoy being, which is the biggest problem with most people that they'll never admit is I don't like myself. I don't enjoy who I am. I want to be something different, but I don't know how. Well, Christ has that answer for you. 
but all it what it takes is what he gave you everything everything yeah well when you find yourself aligned to god's will the the whole self of your person you find yourself being directed towards other people's cares and needs um, and you just find yourself being present in the moment of, of love that you can't really, it's hard to describe, you know, it's hard to describe what God's love is like for someone who's never experienced that deepness of prayer, but it's there and availability for everybody. And it all comes to you saying, whatever is keeping me, whatever boundaries or put stuff I put up in front of myself to know you more, Lord, please help me remove this bit by bit. And, and when you do that, that sense of honest humility tends to really kind of open up a corridor for God's love to you, for you to recognize God's love and to make those changes in your life. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, it, it's a process. I mean, it has to start every single day with saying, Lord, I want to give you everything. Lord, I want to give you everything. And whatever it is, like we said before, if there's something that's keeping you from Christ, then that's that's the thing you got to look at. Right. And we all know what that is. We pretend yeah. we don't, but we all know immediately when, when, when somebody asks you that, you may not verbalize it, but you know in your mind, this is the problem. That This is what's keeping me from being the person. I don't want to give up my porn. I don't want to quit drinking every night. I don't want to have to tell my wife the truth about things that I may have kept from her in my life. Whatever the, your issue may be, but you have to give that up every single day. If you want Christ to be everything in your life, you want to be everything for him, then you've got to start with that. And then every day, ask God, please unite my will to yours. Like, help me surrender my pride and my... And my um, all the other things that get in the way help me to be yeah. humble my ego all of these things help me get rid of that so that i can do whatever it is that you ask of me because i'm telling you that's something that i try to do in my life every day and i struggle with it but each day i get a little better at whatever it is that that christ wants to root out of my life and he replaces that that thing in your life in your heart that's kept him from coming in he replaces that with joy and peace and happiness and love and tranquility and 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 being okay in the moment, in that present moment of with, with whatever's going on in your life. You don't have the fears, the, the money fears, and all those things. Because God, when he becomes your everything, you know he's gonna, he's gonna take care of you. You know everything's gonna be all right. You're not even afraid of death. Because you know that when Christ is everything to you, then you have nothing to worry about. So brothers and sisters, I hear that music out there. Don't let Jesus become just another thing in your life. Let him become everything to you and you become everything to him. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you gave us everything when you sent your Son to die on the cross for us. So many of us, though, have not returned the favor. Help us to never let Jesus become just another thing in our lives. And Father, whenever we think that living for you will cost us something, remind us that we have everything to gain. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.